and drinks now. Cabochon Lil's grabbed the lead and Cabochon Lil forges clear. Cabochon Lil defeated Jinx and drinks and... On. But Shakiro's nicely clearing the breeder's plate and Shakiro goes on to be construct. Getting up to run third was Astrologer. Spookwood have come together battling back Bush Icon. Bush Icon responding. Spookwood, Spookwood, Bush Icon. All this nothing in it. Spookwood, if anything. Passer and Kemantari, dollar for dollar. And Zutori, Zutori, dollar for dollar. Zutori just in front and Zutori has just won it. G'day punters, welcome to the deep dive. Jack Dickens has just let rip with some good banter, so that's okay. We'll uh, try and recreate it just now. But welcome, first of all, to Josh. Josh, good to have you back on board. This time we didn't forget to actually call you, so apologies for last week. That's all good. Cheers, Pete. <laughs> that is actually true. We kind of forgot that we were going to get Josh on week in, week out until we had already done the show and he said he was just waiting. Dickens, how are you going? I'm good. Um, excited. Uh, love, you know, in, in ISO, I used to sort of see, I still see you heaps, you know, I see your evolution from sort of Bernard Fanning to sort of Hucho sort of behaviour. Um, I like zooming in and catching Barco, listening to Atho, turned down please Barco, we're trying to record some Victorian racing only independent content, so if you could keep that quiet, Barco and stop complaining about when I ask you to be quiet because we're recording a show, that'd be great. But I also like to touch base with Josh because you see Josh like two or three times a week in person and he's going through a few changes as a man throughout this sort of isolation. He's evolved into the beard. Now, he's just been to the barber because I'm a bit older than Josh and I've done it. When you go into the barber and you get the hair done, the head, the top, and you say, look, we've tidied that up and they say, we want me to do something to the beard. You say, oh, just a little bit. You walk out of it all of a sudden, looks like I've got the mower out and they just... Finally done it all the way around. You start to go into Chuck Norris territory. How are you feeling about it? Yeah, look, I don't feel great because I've done it. It's a self job. And oh, self. I've done the bottom and it's sort of like really lots of wisdom at the bottom but not on the sides, sort of like how I am in life. I've got a lot of, got a lot of wisdom in my feet. I can run but not a good around the sides. Thankfully, Josh is well, – I am incredibly hairy but – Josh is easily the hairiest person on this show, so a couple of days you'll be back. World's greatest shave. Look out. <laughs> we'll end up one of like one of those cats, like a sphinx. That's probably what Walshy owns, doesn't he? He owns like a sphinx type. Oh, cat. he was he was um, very good on Thursday night, but he was probably better personally yesterday, wasn't he, Pete? <laughs> he sent us some light reading again about aliens. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, he goes. There's four types. There's like two of them look like lizards, like man lizards. He goes, I don't think they're real, but the tall greys definitely are. <laughs> oh, that's outstanding. Am I lying, Peter? No, no, you're not. I wish you were, but it's just Jonathan Walsh. Also, just an update for the wish guys. On uh, Friday morning, he did throw up those. So the t two cruisers and a couple of those boars into the garden <laughs> fertilizer. He was in some of his. We so kicked on till about ten thirty watching. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about let's talk about some ponies, some horses. Let's start with two of these questions, Pete. I've got on Twitter, so I don't forget them because we like the questions. No emails this week that I've seen. But yep. firstly, we're going to talk about two jockeys, Damien Oliver. But we'll start with Willie Pike. Pete. Yes. You kick off. So the questions are, there's a couple, like, around his performances, the longer he stays here in Melbourne, is he getting worse, blah, blah, blah. I don't have the question in front of me. you want to read it for me? 
Pike's performances. Is he getting worse the longer he stays in Melbourne? And and also, Ollie's riding Vaughn to clear in the Caulfield Cup. Do you give it any hope? It was a strange ride on it yesterday from Reese. Okay. First of all, with Pike, I don't think he's getting worse. I think it's just the same level that he's always at. The difference is, is that he's not riding the best horse in every race by, you know, a significant margin. Like, he's now riding inferior runners, and he can't just sit there and assume that he's going to get a clear run at some point because all the other jockeys aren't as talented as what he is. Uh, I mean, like, even with my own stuff, I would try and – the first thing I'd do when I was looking at a market is, can I get the favourite beaten, which usually means, can I get Pike beaten? And almost every single race, I'd try and do that as a starting point. So nothing's changed for me. It's just that he's in a far bigger pool over here and he's clearly not going to be able to do his wizardry, so to speak, uh, time in, time out. Josh? Uh, yeah, I think I'm with Pete as well. He just doesn't get given... Um, like, he's not he's not riding all the Peters runners, uh, especially, like, up-and-comers through the maidens and stuff over there. Like, he does it back in Perth. Um, he's ridden, uh, you know, he's had a book of rides on Saturday, just trying to count. I think he just didn't ride in one race or two races. He might not have had a ride. Um, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't placed over the weekend. Um, but the lowest of his odds were, were per, was perfect jewel, $3.50, got too far back. Um, he gets too far back on a lot because I think he thinks that, like every time I watch Perth racing, which is not you know not nearly as much as as Pete, uh, he seems to just fly like late and just get over the top of him. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes he can't do that, especially like with um, like Mooney Valley Caulfield. Surprised he didn't get a winner like doing that sort of at um, at Flemington. But like in the Australia Cup, uh, what was the runner that he rode in that? Pete, I always get them mixed up. Uh, that Super won it. Storm. Super, Super Storm. Uh, it. No, nah, but like at the start when he when he won on it, uh, beat fifty stars. Uh, like that's sort of the ride. Oh, that, Regal Power. Regal Power. Yeah. So when he rode that, uh, that's sort of the ride he looks for um, to come over the top. Um, but yeah, like he is getting given you know as many as many rides and the rides aren't as good. He's got two in on Wednesday already. I've just seen come up on his punningform.com.au profile, which you'll get if you have a, if you have a subscription. Uh, he's got two rides, one for Smart and one for Bustardon and Young, who are now flying. Um, but, yeah, you know, they're just not – he's not getting big rides, big stable rides, really, um, at the still, end of the day. He's still riding, like, perfect jewels $3.30. He's, not, he's on good horses. Yeah. I think he, I think he is, like – B to C grade, he has made a number of like just tactical errors repeatedly. He was so bad on Manicato night, it was just beyond belief. You couldn't, you could not bet into the last race when he was riding the favourite and Mystic Journey around the top of it. And he actually gave it a good ride, but you just, I've got no confidence he's going to do the right thing. I was watching his ride on Chabau on the weekend, and I thought, like, he's shown intent on that horse two starts his prep. If he, if he shows intent, he probably sits outside per sand. I thought that was just like beyond belief dumb. Yeah, drawn 10. Uh, not the great draw, but yeah, still should be able to. There wasn't a whole lot of speed in the race. Uh, and yeah, now it's it's probably cost at race. Look, I thought it was it, it was still super, I thought, Shabao, when it was not entitled to. 
good last section in last 200 of the race, um, sort of. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, he sort of relies on those ones that just have ability to hit the line so so strong, really. Um, yeah, I can't I can't really remember when he when he was on a horse that shows a lot of tactical speed. Looks like Friday night monetizing. He led on that. Um, uh, that's got beat at five dollars. Uh, so yeah, the things that I don't understand is like say say Queen of Rocks, right? Race five. We've had one other race so far on around the circle where the three place getters settled rails and run from the wind. He's had a barrier three and he's not on the fence. Mm. So he's also not only not on the fence, but he's going to get that wash back from the horses that he's outside lead and three wide. Yeah, I don't get it. I, just, I couldn't believe where he was in the race. When I reviewed the race, I could not believe where he was. Is he a uh, is he a track walker back in Perth, Pete, or does he use someone else? Uh, from what I understand, he's not a track walker. Interesting. But I mean, like in in WA, I, I really sort of would. Uh, yeah, I mean, you see some of the jockeys walking the track, but it's nowhere near as meticulous as when you see Craig Williams or Dwayne Dunn walking the track before, like, a meeting at Sandown. Uh, it's chalk and cheese, really. And yeah. that probably sums up the difference between the two states. Of course, we know what will happen now. Is you'll probably come out on Wednesday or Saturday and rock four winners. But as it stands, he's out of form badly. Well, he's just on, a... Obviously, he can ride. Like, he won the All-Star yeah. Mile. He can ride. But for whatever reason, and it, like... If I if I moved from Perth to come here, I wouldn't be sweet mentally either. Like what a shithole! There was like forty thousand people at the footy on Saturday night in Perth. <laughs> He's just riding here in track work, and then probably in some apartment coffin. Awful. Yeah. Well, I mean, you even just look at his raw numbers. Last fifty riders, six seconds, six thirties, going at ten percent win strike rate. Whereas his last year, last 12 months, it's 27.4%. So it just probably goes, sums up what we're saying. Um, Ollie, right. let's talk about Ollie. There's a lot of tweeting about it. There's a lot yep. of talking I said this morning about it. Let's go through some of the rides. So race nine, Young Werther, who I think might be the best horse out of this whole meeting, which is a big call, obviously. But if you watch the Stewards vision, you... I thought about not giving this away, but this is you watch how he's riding the horse and he's just got to yank it because the horse isn't going straight. That's why he's losing momentum. He almost took out took out the sixteen. Like he almost took out Craig Newitt and he had to protect Craig from almost putting through the fence and, and himself. That's why that's why the horse lost momentum. It's not it's not his decision. It's the horse going where it went. He's drawn barrier five. He's jumped, put the horse three back one off. I don't imagine any of us predicted it'd be any better position than that. I think it was a great position for that horse. It's late in bad. When this horse gets a gear change, which it will next start, mm. it'll kill whatever it races. This was a big performance, this horse. Didn't go straight and still almost won. Um, there was a blow up about that ride. It's like, I just. It frustrates me the, the way that some ride like he cops it, and they all should cop it. Don't get me wrong; we give we give it to jockeys more than anyone. But you got to watch the race and go. Well, the fact that I've bet on this horse is irrelevant. He's done put the horse in the in the, the A grade spot from barrier five. That horse is like one round start. It was in the worst position. So you, you're blessed already. 
Then the horse was laid in bad. What's he supposed to do? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's just... I, I just think that's good, good good horsemanship to get that sort of horse straight because you get a young, you get a young inexperienced uh, apprentice and nothing against apprentices. They do what they can, but uh, they wouldn't be able to control that and get to where that finished. Um, so that's just like just good horsemanship, I think, by, by Ollie to get that um, over the line into second. Uh, when, yeah, like you said, it needs clearly needs a gear change, needs some blinkers on, um, and I'll be hitting the line pretty strong next start over further. Well, proper set of pipes. I know Stephen Bastard was the original Ninja Warrior, but if Ollie felt like doing that show, he'd, he'd be favourite. I'm telling you, biggest set of pipes in racing, D. Oliver. Um, Luke Curry, pretty brazen, since we're talking about jockeys. What? Speechless. I was going to say keep going because <laughs> there's three rides on Saturday and I back them all, which which shit me the most. Luke Curry, I'm pretty brazen. I'm not sure if Luke's back yet. He's a very very good rider. Well, obviously jump, put the horse on the bunny, meteorite Friday night and held on, beautiful ride. But just got a pair or two for, too far back here in the ruck. Then he's coming into the straight. He's got um, Fidelia behind him. I don't think he wanted to roll in on him. And I, there's a couple of tweets about safe riding, mainly about Ollie. They're all riding safe because they don't want to get rubbed out because this is when they make all their money. So they're going to be safe. They're always, and so they should be safe. But um, maybe you didn't want to roll in on Fidelia. If you watch the stewards and then watch the replay, you might, you'll see what I'm trying to say. Um, War, he didn't go up the inside like where Sierra Sue went. On me, we're back to. I think it was stiff, pretty brazen. Brett Preble on Admire Robson. Holy shit, he's browsed and run a great ground, peels out into this the absolute like the, the 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 surf, it's just like foaming everywhere. He's just trying to like bus ride his way through it to get onto <laughs> to get to the line. This horse has gone enormous. I think it should have won if he holds the fence, it probably wins. It was well back. I think Admire Opson, if the tracks stay firm, can be back next start. And then Willow on Surprise Baby did the same thing. I, I don't reckon it's millions that Pushka sack Willow. If he holds the fence, I think Surprise Baby kills him. It's flown home still somehow. And he's pushed it all through all this traffic. Like, it's, it's, it's risky to ride. Thoughts? I think... He, yeah. he tried to sort of outsmart himself there. He thought, right, you beauty, I'm just going to follow like all these, you know, well fancy chances, like very elegant Master of Wine Superstorm. And then Master of Wine just did nothing and just sat there like the slug that it is. And like Willow's just like flopping around, just doing nothing. But you're exactly right. If you held the inside ground and to that point of the day, it clearly looked like that was going a bit better than everywhere else. Because like, what happens in my opinion is they peel out when it's, when it's windy, it's real windy on Saturday, so it's very hard yeah. to lead. But they peel out and they all take their time to let their horse go because mm. they're all worried about the wind. So you can't just be on the back of them. And if you're one back in the line, you might get enough time. If you're two back, you probably won't. Three back, you cast. So if it's no wind, Willow's ride probably is all right. But when it's wind, then they're all actually doing the same thing. You think Ben Craig Williams, one of the best, just think up the inside like Mick D did on Toffee Tongue. He's already at the top of the straight. He's uh he's already four off the rail, so it's a bit hard to. It's got a lot of force under him, but hard to get it back to the rail, I guess. 
um, when you're that far out. Um, but interesting with the wind, I thought uh, the way that uh, Damien Lane, personally speaking from Kick Talk, is uh, iconoclasm in, was it race two? No, race, yeah. might have been race three. But it was interesting how he peeled out, and I think he actually he actually went too soon, which was a, I thought was a great ride. He peels yeah. out, he gets the run, which is the right thing to do because otherwise you're going to get coffined all the way up straight. And then I don't know if it's the I don't know if the wind hit it or whatever, but this horse has just stopped. Everything else in front of it and around it stopped as well. Uh, but like you know, Galois and Be Good to Your Mother, they end up finishing ninth and tenth, and they were both first and second in the run. But I thought his ride on it was super. Um, it's gone. It's gone super. I liked it going back to the fourteen hundred sort of trip and everything. But yeah, just interesting with the wind that like it came out and then I was like, oh shit, it's a bit of there's a bit of a wind. I don't know which way I was hitting him in the straight at that race, but it wasn't really effective. It was hitting him from the side sort of. But this, I think this clearly was not just pace related, but it was a bit wind related as well. How it hit the runner and it just sort of peaked on its run just a bit too early and riddled me that got over the top, but. I, uh, I thought it was um, fascinating. Out, outstanding ride, Johnny Allen. Like, drawn 10, got back to the fence. He got covered from the wind for the longest in this race, and the, the horse has savaged it. Yeah. Whether, yeah. whether it's savaged it as much as it has because it's had the best, most economical run from the wind, time will tell. And pace. Uh, outstanding, outstanding ride, John Allen. Probably the run of the race with a jockey switch could be a big bet next start. Galaxy Raider. Had no favours. Pock, mm. stick to last, widest, good home. I thought Galaxy Raider was probably the run of the race in that race, outside of probably best of days. Best of days is the obvious one. You're not going to get anything of yeah. juice next start. I thought Galaxy Raider, I almost wanted to win that race, given the pace uh, and the way that they came, they finished off. Uh, so, yeah, they've gone very slow, but uh, something's allowed the, the back markers to get into it, whether or not that's an anchor drop in the middle. Uh, but yeah, I thought uh, I thought it probably should have finished better, given the way the best Galaxy of days. Rider, Galaxy Rider, the horse that you thought you bought, potentially. Um, Who'd you end up with? Uh, let's yeah, we won't go into that too much detail. <laughs> okay. I, thought, oh. I think they were both from. I think the one that I got was a ex beg horse. Uh, when we looked at the punting form figures, there's about 10 lengths between them. But uh, God bless Mitchell Beer. He'll, he'll turn it into something good. He might improve at 10 lengths. So who knows? Yeah, indeed, indeed. Look, we'll, let, we'll jump back to the Turnbull for a sec because we need to have a look at some of these horses going forward. It was a group one. It was a slow-bunched field. Um, I did refer to Master of Wine as a slug, but it still did manage to find itself in a reasonable finishing spot, only one length off them in fifth. Who Pretty are we following ride, going Michael forward? Rod. Pretty good rod, Michael Rod. It was, it yeah. was on the fence, and he got, it, he got out like in that first lot of them. Mm. I thought, um, like, no, nah, I'm not going to back him. He's going good. Um, I'll, I'll be interested to see what Josh would say here, because there's, there's one length covering the first six horses. Mm. Yeah. Not terrible sweet. margins. Uh, terrible margins. They've run, just looking at the punting form data on the race, they ran, what they run? Uh, they ran okay time, but they run it like a 10.7. Ten no, it's not okay. It's not. Yeah, it's about, this is a good, good three. 
Admiral 10.7. It's, it's, it's probably four so links, it's four links as, off of a, it's of a group one. It's as Barry Elegant's gone in those last sort of five runs. Yeah, that's why it's, you know, it's that, I thought the ride was, I thought the ride on Barry Elegant was super, sat, sat wide. I like that. There was a couple, Thermosphere sat wide as well and one uh, into the wind. I don't know what to make of it because I thought you got to be giving more merit to these runners with the wind going down the side. So I thought heading into that wind that Thermosphere and both very elegant, uh, super when they faced it. It was into a slow pace, yes, but thought it was super. Uh, Toffee Tongue had that, that run up the rail. Toffee Tongue's come second, and I don't think that's, that was the winner of the Australasian Oaks. Uh, and I don't know. Like, I don't know what to make of that. But Finch is also, I think, a pretty good runner. Uh, I think, I think Finch is... Well. I thought Finch went better than Very Elegant. Like, it towed Very Elegant into the race, yep. into the win. Yep. It, it was a bigger run. Um, I was glad Toppy Tongue... No, I wasn't glad. But I almost sent it as a bet, and I launched in play. Like, the sort of bet the when they're about 600 metres out, and it was much more closer to the, to the lead than I thought, and it was where I wanted to be, which was rails and run. Yeah. Well, Jay Walsh, uh, under the influence of four boars, managed to fire out Toffee Tongue there on Thursday night for uh, for those tuning in. So props how's, to you, Walshy. Outstanding the dulcet, pick. the dulcet tones of Matthew Hill when he just goes, Ah, oh, the mayor! The mayor's won it! <laughs> and you're like, oh, is that top mate? Is that Toffee Tongue or yeah, very other cool. mate? Like, there's two of them. Like, it's a weird call to mate. <laughs> uh, I was like, Winx is not in this race. She's uh, <laughs> she's one. Uh, ah, the mayor. <laughs> it was quite fun. It was a good call. Uh, I, uh, I, but back to the race though. Like, even Ocean X, like it's faced the breeze the whole way, so you can forgive it and it's run second yeah. last. Actia, had its head ripped off the entire way around. Like, forgiven it. Yeah, Claire was like looked like it was gone, then kept finding. How about uh, Melum? I, I haven't actually noticed. I don't. I'm not a, a whip counter, but Melum got uh, fined for over whipping Finch, uh, which is weird. Like in a like when Finch would be aimed at a, a Melbourne Cup <laughs> or something like that uh, to over whip it today. I don't know, but it's just a slip of the mind. I can't speak because I'm not a jockey, but just. Uh, yeah, trying to win on it. I thought oh, Dallasan was huge. Everyone's talking about warning. Uh, flashing light run off of a slow pace. Uh, it's it's 19th in uh, nominations in the in the Caulfield Cup, carrying 53, so I'm guessing it'll go there. It'll get a run, as there's some Aidan O'Brien runners that are ahead of it, uh, but I don't think they've come out. So it should get a run in the Caulfield Cup, uh, carrying 53. Interesting, but... Darcy Brahma in the background. You weigh more than Ben Mellon, I'll tell you. <laughs> Josh, we'll touch on another race as well. Uh, Jack Dickens is attending to young Darcy. Uh, the Bart Cummings, like, conversely, compared with the uh, with the Turnbull, they've gone quick here. They've gone four lengths fast to the 600. Good yep. tempo. What are we? What are you following? Like, I mean, Persan's just continues oh. to keep winning. I'd just like to say, what a training performance for this horse. Uh, it's now 10th up, eh? up in its preparation. It's coming mm. off its maiden. It's won its maiden this prep. Now it's got a spot in the Melbourne Cup. Like, I know it's had 10 runs since it, so it's hard to quantify it. But I don't know how many horses would have done that in the same preparation they're going to go into Melbourne Cup. Like, this is yeah, un- yeah. Like, it's unreal. Uh, yeah, like, props to that stage. That's how I, like, yeah. 
that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Um, John McNeil gave it a fucking peach. Yeah, he's just and he got, and he came out that that small, you know, the lower lower barriers. Um, yeah, he just didn't want to be wide, and it was interesting. Didn't want to be wide in the straight, trying to make a, a run over the top. Um, uh, Chabal, like we said, I think you can sort of forgive it. Uh, just the way it definitely had excuses in the run. Sound was a peach of a ride. I like this horse pre-race. I uh, thought the way it hit the line in, at Moody Valley was super. Um, Jamie Carr's done everything she could. Uh, looked the winner uh, for a little bit. Uh, and then Persone over the top. Uh, so it's been super tough sound. It's rock hard fit. Not sure where they go with sound. Um, be interesting to see. Um, Admire Robson, like we said, super. Oh, super. Holy shit. Supergirl was super as well, wasn't oh, it? Oh, holy shit. <laughs> oh, it just shows some fucking intent. Supergirl's run a, a giant figure for it. Yeah. All right, I'll tell you a horse that fascinates me here. Hacky. I oh, see. I half like this horse pre-race. Yeah, but it, 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 it's a leader. It's a leader. Yeah. They don't show any intent. You watch. You see it go like a Geelong Cup or something, lead and probably win. Well... It won the. What did it win last year? I oh, know it won this year. The uh, William. It won in April the, over the same the track. Newton, yeah. Yeah, same track and trips. I thought. Yeah, but we yeah. back there. We were, we were there. We were there. That was back when we were allowed to go, wasn't it? No, no, that was, no. That was April. No, Just this was after. Anzac Day at one. Uh, so we definitely weren't there. Um, but a horse. Yeah. Oh no! But to, we still. Ask, we still. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they need to get a better. You know. Bit of bit of intent and a better draw, and that'll be rock hard fit probably. Um, when not it's not ridden upside down. Shan Ambition went good. Did a lot of work. Yep. Well, I thought it was it was interesting. They took that down here over the shit draw that it had in the in the metro. Um, mm-hmm. pro, yeah, probably would have had a lot of a world of pain and just hit the line again like it does in in Sydney. Um, getting too far back up there. Um, yeah, nothing much from me. I can't believe Credence has finished six. I just think, oh, yeah, I just don't have a massive rap on the horse. <laughs> uh, but, right. like, it was it was pretty strong this last two hundred. Like, mm. I, I think both of these races are sus. Be interesting to see what wins in the spring out of these races. I would. Yeah. Last uh, year they were they were really good references. So interesting. Yeah, it was one of these last year. Uh, one of the OTI OTI horses of Aidan's O'Brien's. And what was that thing called? Uh, downdraft. Yeah. Or was that, that one, was that the Lexus? No, no, no. Downdraft got beaten at Mooney Valley. Yeah. Paraded like a walk, like a like a mile, Waste. and then it, then it went to Flemington and got it done for us. Yep. With that, yeah. We yeah. followed our money. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, guys, let's talk about race two, the Poseidon Stakes, because September runs recorded the biggest figure on the card. Oh, how grey. Like, I made a massive, massive error here. Went back and looked at the, the way that I, you know, essentially do my prices, and everything said this horse is probably going to win. The, way, the, the, the stuff that I use, the, the, the information that I require to form my opinions, and... Uh, I just couldn't get Valaquenda's run at Caulfield where I thought it was way against the, the pattern and the bias out of my head. 
just Luke Moore's just killed him. It's run the biggest figure of the whole day, fourteen point one. Crazy. It's enormous. So like on the day, this has run a fourteen point one. Zutori ran a thirteen point seven. Persan a fourteen. They're the three biggest races on the day. This is the biggest. This race has to be good, doesn't it? You'd think so. Uh, I think September runs heading for a Coolmore now. It is just absolutely, you cannot say it's not going to love the straight in the Coolmore and probably a weaker Coolmore than previous years. Uh, Anders, I think Anders is his favourite, which will be interesting. It'll be, I'm, I'm actually pretty excited for that uh, to see September run and Anders go at it because there'll be a lot of speed on if Anders is in, likes to run along. Uh, September run will come over, try to be coming over the top plate. Uh, so sort of excited for that. Uh, sort of weaker version of the Coolmore if they if they head that way. Uh, Maha was strong off the fast pace. Oh wow, big uh, run, big run. So I'll be definitely following it. Um, Minaj, one for me that I love uh, was on it, but probably yeah, not suited with the pace. Yeah, it's, sort it's, of like it's, a Minaj, Minaj is, running, is improved like eight lengths. Like, definitely, yeah, yeah. You yeah, wouldn't beat yourself improved. up about that. Well, yeah, but it probably needs that. The, the time at one uh, at Flemington was more of a, yeah, obviously uh, a bit slower pace, only a little bit slower pace than this race, actually. Um, you know, I thought it was brave there. Um, it beat Multisera, but shows shows what the four lines are like um, against some of these three-year-olds now. Yeah, they're just sort of starting to take shape. Oh, I zigged when I should have zagged. Aliquenta... Brought the biggest figure into the race of the recent runs, and improved the least. It's still it's still improved, but I just find it hard to back a back a horse like two fifty next start. Is SP two dollars fifty on Saturday, coming out of a race where it was like fifteen dollars. I think it was even it was even longer, longer like on opening. Uh, yeah, that, that that that's the factor that sort of. Yeah, it was a exciting one for me to, to let it go and and bend to the race and yeah, it's but there's uh, always other little factors that we we know that we not talk about that were there and you know but, but it just goes to show how how strong this Danger Zell Thermosphere um, form line is because it, it it ran against those first up uh, came fifth behind them uh, they're just so strong. Yeah, well, th- Thermosphere's, I'd say, I, like, just behind Young Werther for me is, like, run of the day. Yeah, same. I, I think Thermosphere, for me, was just huge. Um, it's going to back up next week in the 1,000 guineas. It would be super. Uh, I think it was $15 on offer. Uh, not sure with these young horses, though, how they back up. It's 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 up to its fifth run into the prep now. Um, so getting a bit worried, you know, when they're lightly raced young. Uh, what we'll do next week on a backup? Well, just just watch the betting light punters because if there's a stable in the world that tells you what's going to happen more than the dolphin, inbox me and let me know because I, I haven't found them yet. Just oh. watch Hilo and um, oh. a theory last race at Rose Hill Randwick. Don't bring that up again. I've already had to talk about it once today. I don't want to do it again. Just it, it was it was dead. Um, Zatori. 
it was funny, wasn't it? Like those two straight races, they've gone really fast down the straight and we've often seen some of those tempos can just be completely random, either dead walking or just like insanely quick, but both of them were really fast. Uh, Zatori's just recorded a, another really big, strong figure, just loves the straight. Huge. Fascinated that the, after the race, they were talking about going to the mile. Yeah, don't know. Why wouldn't you just keep it down the straight yeah. for, uh, you know, those those really nice cup week races? Yeah, like well, if, I, if I was talking to them, I'd just say just, just give, it, give it a couple of weeks off. Fresh bang. Yeah, this is what they did last year. They went in straight into the Tab Stakes, came third behind Camel Passer. It was such an ordinary race, I think. But same prize money as Saturday. Um, and then went to the Dali Sprint, which is... It's just the path you take because it's just a genuine. It likes Caulfield as well, but it's just a genuine Flemington straight tracker. Yeah, we back to the uh, Caulfield, Caulfield at like. Remember, we were back to the like forties, fifties or something. Yeah, forties, and it should have won. That was that was the, one of the rare bad rides from Jake Carr, who's fucking airborne man. Yeah, yeah, in the Oakley Plate behind Pippi. Uh, what else are we looking at in this race? You had Tafane, you had Santa Ana Lane, um, Kementari half-loomed like he tends to do with Pike on board and then remembered who he was. Well, wasn't that grouse? Like, they backed it again, the sick pups, yeah. and, and like 400 out, it would have probably traded real short. Yeah. Hopefully some <laughs> dirty, filthy dog with a fast feed backed it into poisonous odds and they did their ass, And <laughs> and then it just stopped. Uh, the track and trip horse, like track and trip horses at Flemington down the straight, you need to you need to be really positive about them. Definitely. Camel Passer was that horse outside of Zutori, ran well, Dolph Adolf flying. Tafane, like again, like they're bagging this ride. Like, where was he supposed to go? Yeah. He's got a $30 shot outside of him. He wants to get to the good ground. Keep going. Yeah. Definitely follow You're it. back in a horse that's going to settle worse in midfield. It needs luck. Yeah. No rider in Australia right now, well, no Melbourne is going to push out and risk getting rubbed out. For saying, saying, saying that, you're in a nine-horse field down a 20-lane. There's probably 20 lanes in the Flemington Strait. Like, there is a bit more. There is a lot of room. Um, but, but there's the great probably, wind, the great wind factor. So he's got he's cuddled up in the wind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought Santa, good lead-in run for the Everest. Perfect, perfect run. Was never, was never going to win. Not a first up, not really a first up horse. Did all right last last prep when it went first up. but uh, and the, the, yeah. the, odd, the odd horse here was 50 stars, and it's gone pretty good. Like, yeah, it was, it was uh, never. Up in, trip, up in trip next star, bet, 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 bet. For sure. It was just like... I, I actually don't know why they put it over first up over 1200. But there must well, be. Dad's, dad's in Hong Kong, so I can do whatever I want here. They must have. Uh, like, it's one that's made in over 1200. And it's like run 1200 once again in its life, and then that's about it. But be interesting to see where it goes. Uh, they went to the Cantala last year, came second to Fierce Impact, which was a massive run. So it could be on that journey again. All right, very good. Josh, are you following anything out of the meeting? Can you, like, stamp one or two or something for us? Uh, probably probably Finch. Thermosphere, I would say, but I don't really want to back it. Like I said, my reasons 
for not backing it next week. Yep. Um, just sometimes those tough runs on a quick backup might undo a horse. Um, one that I thought uh, we'll take with the improvement is Munitions, the French runner, the good Olfen. Uh I thought it had every possible, but its trials have been ordinary. Um, keep watching it in the spring. Uh, other than that, uh, not much for me. All right. Dickens, you're flying. You had a good week. Uh, strong September, 25% pot, I think. And then Movers did well on Saturday. Just warming yourself up. We're going good. We're going really good. Um, like if I could just listen to the, what I've done, it, I would have gone back even better on Saturday, like September run. We gave away two or three units that race. I'm still shitty about that. Um, anyway, happy with how we're going. I think Young Worth is the horse to follow from Flemington there. All right, good. Joining us live from Boat Desert is the man in the hat, James earlier. He's here to do the grouse mail for the mailbag and for his subscribers. Hey, mate, um, you'll have to... Um, you'll have to uh, just like bear with me a bit here. I'm trying to hit, listen to you and um, listen and try and not to get too focused on the 50 people on course here. Uh, Bow Desert. There's a bit going on. It's a public holiday in Queensland, so we expect um, expect a decent crowd here today, but it's a bit quiet so far. But looking forward to the day. Well, let's run through Eagle Farm Saturday, uh, race six, Spurcraft, Usmanov, Emerald Kingdom. Just give us your thoughts. Yeah, oh, look, thanks. Um, good place to start. Not great up about this race at all. Um, had two bets in this race. Um, good bet, Usmanov, basically, uh, and Emerald Kingdom thought they were the two clear horses in the race. Um, we've run second and third, and Spurcraft, who's gone sort of back from last and rounded us up. Now, Spurcraft's issues have been well documented. Um, you know, had a breathing issue, etc. Had a tie back, changed trainers. Um, this horse. Yeah, you know, ran a really good figure when it won at Doom and back in December last year, but it's had a fair few issues since. And it, everything it's done has like regressed terribly from from its um, from its run that day. Well, it's turned its form around. It's improved ten lengths on its first up run, and improved seven lengths on anything it did last preparation after that first up effort that it put in. So, like how it's turned its form around, I don't know. It's one of the great mysteries of Queensland. Um, it's just completely blew us out of the water. I'm yet to, I'm not really over it yet. I don't know what to make of the race. I'm, I'm going to pen Usmanov. I think he's built like Tarzan and has the heart of Jane. So I've penned him. Uh, Emerald Kingdom will will uh, will be okay out of that race. Uh, if Spurcraft continues to, to produce figures of ten lengths better than Benchmark, um, it'll win again. But I just yeah, staggered, staggering result that on the day. Couldn't believe it. Okay, good. Uh, Desert Lord Max Bet for DVD and R Maloney. Yeah, well, this thing sort of ran basically up to its first up run. It hadn't, hasn't improved. I, just anticipated the DVD 28 days between runs with the barrier trial might do enough. Um, I was heavily against the winner, the Herovian. I think I put in my form comment that um, we're not in North Queensland today. 
and it's still come down here and got the job done. So, you know, obviously it's gone enormous. Um, really don't know what to do with with um, Desert Lord. Like, you know, if that's – I know he hasn't been beating a big margin, but, you know, if that's as good as he's going to go up here, as what he's – you know, his last two runs have been pretty consistent. He, he did look like he did it in second gear last time, um, last start, and then this time, you know, he was – Never really comfortable in the run on the horse. It, it never sort of quickened like I thought it would. Um, and it sort of, I suppose, it just, it, he did chase a little bit. Uh, he did go a little bit quicker earlier uh, this start than what he did the start before, like the speed in the race. It was slightly quicker. He settled sort of slightly closer. And, um, and overall, he's run the same. And I thought he was. He was just a run on the way home, so pretty disappointing there on those, those two results, really. Um, and thanks for wanting to highlight those two this morning. That's what I'm here for, Pearls, is just making sure that we're all kept on a level pegging because like, I think I backed like everything that I backed ran be the second, third, or cast. So, anyway, um, big week ahead for you. You're obviously at Bow Desert there today. Any idea of what else is happening? Um, Ipswich Wednesday and then Saturday um, the Metropolitan Meetings at Doomburn, the Provincial Meeting at the Gold Coast I think and there's also the, the Warwick Cup, so Warwick's on the Darling Downs, it's just south of Toowoomba about 80k so I'll be heading down to Warwick to um, to uh, cover the Mounting Yard and bet live from Warwick and yeah that's, uh, that's basically going to be my week this week That sounds bloody outstanding, Curls go enjoy Bow Desert, may the vengeance be on your side there today is there any nice. quick shout out to uh just a quick shout out to Georgie? Is that all right? Oh yeah, yes, what um, a woman! What a woman! She held what a woman. Thanks, thanks for bringing that up, mate. We had we had um, two units on Little Rog, I think it was at six fifty with Georgie Cartwright on board. Um, I'm not going to say God bless her, but um, what she uh, what she was able to do was just give us a heart attack from the six hundred to the to the about the 50-metre point before the post, held up all the way around the corner, uh, got out late, and then in the straight, couldn't steer it, tried to pull the stick, rolled back to the fence, and I thought we were going to get nutted for the horse down the outside. But no, uh, when they win, they're, they're the greatest in the world. So, yeah, uh, God bless them for getting the result. Bloody good. At the, at the end of that. Um, there's no, I don't think there'll be many highlights coming out of today's meeting um, for those that... We're going to be able to see this in time, but last time I was at Bow Desert, I did nine and a half units, so uh, and had to hitchhike home. So there's a there's a body there's a body of water behind the behind the betting ring here. So there's there could just keep an eye on Twitter. There could be a chance that you see me floating in it face down. <laughs> They're out in the yard here for the first. I'm going to go, boys. All right. Thanks. All right. Good luck Brilliant today, skills. mate. Go well. Cheers. Uh, that was Curly, Shane, Shirley-O, and now it is time to venture out west to the land of the golden rot and of many fantastic stings, Kalgoorlie. All right, Josh. Now, we just need to quickly look at race two because... We've been talking about the Turtle Award, the Valium Award, whatever we're calling it, just horses that go slow to the 600. Now, race two, they've gone 43.3 lengths slow to the 600. It is over 2,100 metres, so that is a start. 
But there was also a 2200 meter race in the card and they've only gone 0.4 of a second faster with an extra 100 meters, uh, with 100 meters less in race two. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a figure that big. And they've only just come home like 11 lengths better than standard. Yeah. Uh, concerning for any form goes out of the race. Uh, it was one of those restricted zero metro wins, wasn't it? So yeah. They're already pretty bad races. Uh, mm, that, that'll be it for my comments on Kalgoorlie, but that's questionable. Well, speaking of questionable, not that I'm suggesting there was anything uh, suspect or anything like that, but race one is just a really bloody interesting case study because it was a seven-horse field and seven of the uh, four of the seven runners raced on Thursday. So the old, the old uh, two-day backup. On that occasion, on Thursday, I had a decent-sized wager on Magical Rain, and it ran fourth. It's run fourth or fifth on Thursday, and Starden was $2.30 until I think it jumped odds on on the fair. Uh, on Saturday, there was no cash from Magical Rain. It's drifted out to over $7 starting price on the fair, and it's uh, basically pissed in. So I don't know how you're meant to do form for a race when four runners back up into a seven-horse field two days later. And really, you can't trust SP, I think. I maintain in WA at all. But you just have to stick to your guns. And last start gropers, it's just, you don't even worry about doing the form, do you, Dickens? Yeah, we'll start sending it. But more importantly, I just would love to know, like, when it drifts... I want to talk. I want you to talk me through and all our viewers through how you feel when it's jumped and it's probably put into the race where you wanted it to be put in the race. How you feel at that point? How you feel at the three hundred when you can tell it's probably going to run a race and probably win? And then like the couple of minutes after the race, what happens inside that lot hutcho head of yours? Oh, nothing happens in my head at the best of times. I was actually just laughing. Actually, I lobbed in a perfect spot. Uh, the horse I had leading the race didn't quite kick up out of the gates. So it was taken up by a $13 shot, Tom Almighty, and Starden lobbed in the spot where I thought it would, basically outside the leader. But Starden's written, uh, recorded basically the same figure as what it recorded on the Thursday. It's just that magical rain's gone a couple of lengths better. don't really think there's anything to take out of it. It's just it's such a wonderful place, Kalgoorlie, where betting drifts don't really define anything. Plungers can go awry. Mind you, the plunge in race three, I see red, I see red, it had one 400-metre trial leading into this event, and that 400-metre trial from memory was back in May. Um, it won that trial by 0.4 lengths. Here it is, and just everyone seemingly in the entire of WA was on this horse. Odds on. Pissed in. It's bloody outstanding. Yeah, 400-metre trial, that's it. Sounds um, too good. What? What, what, what's the week ahead look like for you? I've got no idea. I'd have to check. I think probably uh, Geraldton off the top of my head. Um, no, it's Northern. It's Northern, then York, and then we're back at Ascot, which is outstanding because uh, well and truly in need of a few properly run races on a track that's actually playing reasonable. Um, yeah. It was a, a pretty about, dull card. Um. Big shout-out to the uh, the wide receiver. He's he three from three 
so far for like the straight sort of there. Mr. Hail Mary. Um, got the unders in the Philly San Fran game. He's currently seven to eight, a little bit through the third. So he's looking at four from four, week two. Big, big, big effort. Yep. And Josh, week ahead for you. What are you up to? Uh, just crunching the data, Pete, I think. Just looking at some data. Um, be betting everywhere, anything. Uh, can't tell you off the top of my head what I've got in store today on the bets, but there's some nice car at Canterbury, racing at Canterbury today. I was going to say, you would have found one at Canterbury in race two, surely. Yep, I have. Uh, uh, Nikki's Fling or Sweet Reply. Yep, Sweet Reply, definitely, definitely a data horse. Yep. Uh, let's have a quick look. We're just just loading up the data. Nikki's flings drawn gate one for mm. Kathy O'Hara. Kathy. Yep. Kathy. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Yep. We've got Nikki's fling, sweet reply, and so we could. Oh. If you if the punters watch this before it's put out. Almost certainly they won't. Uh, um, my week, my week is Bendigo Wednesday, which is a good meeting. Uh, Mornington on Thursday, we'll probably find one or two. Uh, Cranbourne on Friday night, which should be good. Although there's a lot of rain around this week in Melbourne, so and I'm right near Cranbourne, so worried. Same with Mornington, I'm sort of in between both. Caulfield Saturday for the Guineas, so big, big, and a two rack, big week. It just gets hot from here on in. Hopefully. We can get back on course. They're talking about being on course for the Valley, I think. Wow. It's, that's exciting. Exciting horse in on Wednesday, I've just seen. Race 8, number 2, Westbrook Park. Watch out, guys. Ooh. All right. You guys have been great. So have you, Darcy. And uh, we'll catch up right. next week.